want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on iPod. I'm Dad. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen, and Merry Christmas to you. This is going up on Christmas Day 2020, a date that still sounds weird when I say it out loud. I'm always ready for a teen. I'm like, what teen is it? It's no teen. It's 2020. And as soon as I get used to 2020, it's going to be 2021. So, um, yeah, I waited a long time to get used to that. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I am actually here it is Christmas. I am excited about that. I told you guys last week, you know, you battle sometimes the seasonal issues and things that kind of get you down a little bit. Uh, and I wasn't going to do it this year. I was going to stay productive. I was going to do a whole ton of stuff. And I've actually been in a much better mood because of it. I've enjoyed this season. I'm happy to be here. And I'm glad that I could do this show here this year on the holidays, on the Christmas holidays. So fantastic. Uh, if you're listening to this, by the way, real quick on Spotify or Audible or Amazon or whatever the hell else you put your podcasts on, do me a favor, like, subscribe, rate, review, whatever it is you have to do, do it. Uh, definitely subscribe, you know, hit the bell, whatever, whatever they have you do on the thing that you do. Uh, it always helps out. Tell your friends about it. Tell your, your enemies about it. Tell everybody about it. You know, everybody should know about this podcast. Spread the word a little bit. If you're on Amazon anyway, please go and check out my book, The Expectant Father's Activity Book. Uh, it is always doing really well in fatherhood and pregnancy and parenting books. Fun. It is informative. It is all the great stuff, sugar and spice and everything nice. So, yeah, thank you for uh, for doing that. It's It's weird to be here on Christmas and be able to do this with you guys. I know a lot of people out there, you share my sentiments where it is sometimes really hard to get through the holiday season. And I feel like as I've gotten older, it's gotten even harder because when you're a kid, even if you don't like Christmas all that much, when I say don't like Christmas. I mean, you know, there's memories attached to it, or maybe there's people you're surrounded by who are kind of crazy at Christmas. There's a lot of things that go into what make us not enjoy Christmas as kids, but at least then you could fake it. You just kind of plaster on a smile. You get whatever gifts they give you. Maybe you like them, maybe you don't either way, whatever. And you just kind of work your way through it. But then Oh, then you grow up and you become a parent. And being a parent with Christmas issues is very difficult for so many reasons. The main one being, you know, as you get older and you start to find out a little bit about what's lurking behind the curtain, you know, you're talking about Santa and all that other stuff going on. You start to realize that when you watch TV and you watch these movies and they're talking about the spirit of Christmas and the miracle of Christmas, a lot of that is geared towards children. And for kids, the person behind most of the miracles they're going to experience at Christmas is their parents or is their, you know, adults in their life, whatever you happen to be. And all of a sudden, it becomes your responsibility to make this holiday something special for a little person who's looking to this day as like this big major thing. And then you start to get a little anxiety. I didn't like Christmas as a kid. Am I going to ruin Christmas for this kid like it was ruined for me? And all those things start to go through your head. And it makes 
the holiday season become more than just something that gets you down. It becomes something that's a little like, Meh. so I've had that, man. I've had that feeling of, of uncertainty and unhappiness, and I've dealt with that. And this year has honestly been probably one of the best years ever. And I think a lot of it has to do with last year being such a monumental disaster. I had written about it. I linked it a few weeks ago on the podcast about last year when kind of all our Christmas plans fell apart. It was right before COVID. Uh, but there were still things going on, but we weren't doing any of them. Emergency sprung up. We ended up doing nothing for Christmas. It was very hard. It was a difficult year. And I remember that I survived that year. And I said, if I could survive this year, I could survive any Christmas. I've kind of like my worst nightmares. It's like that that uh, immersion therapy where you're afraid of spiders. So they kind of like make you take a bath in spiders. That's what I had last year. Last year was my bath in spiders Christmas. And I survived and I came out of it okay. And now this year, COVID-19, no one's having these family events. All of a sudden, all these other people are kind of in that boat of like, hmm, Christmas is kind of a downer. So it's kind of like misery loves company. I think that helped me out a little bit too. I've had a lot of changes going on in my life, a lot of new things, a lot of new people, new experiences, new things like that. I got to credit them too for helping to give me a good year. Uh, and then, of course, I talked about it before, being productive. I've learned that being productive is kind of my gateway to being uh, even in my head. So I try to stay productive. I've tried to do the blog. I still, you know, baby Gaga, I've been writing for them as well. So I'm trying to write like, you know, two, three, four a day, uh, as many as I can get out there. I put them in my Instagram stories, my Facebook stories. If you check them out, you can follow along too. So I've definitely been keeping myself going to the blog this week, all that stuff. So the fact that I'm here on Christmas, whereas last year I took about two and a half weeks off, three weeks off, it's kind of a big deal. I feel good about that. So I'm glad that I'm here. I'm glad that I'm doing it. And I'm glad that I had a good night. We did, um, <laughs> last night was Christmas Eve. And we had what we like to call the Battle versus Santa Claus Battle for Christmas Presents. I've talked about it here on the podcast. So I'll talk about it again because, hell, it's Christmas. Why not? It's awesome. There are pictures of it on my Instagram, uh, on you know my Facebook. I think I have it on my story. I don't know if it's still there. But Instagram, actually, I posted publicly. You could follow along with me anywhere, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at hi, James Gutman. H-I, hi, James Gutman. Uh, not the other hi. That's not the one. Hi, James Gutman. Like, hello. Uh, so you can follow me on any of those platforms. And what I did was on Instagram, I posted pictures of it. And what happened was five years ago, it was one of the first years where we kind of had a lot of things fall through, a lot of plans fell through. And I was trying, kind of scrambling for what can be the holiday event for my kids to enjoy Christmas. Now, Lucas is cool. My son, I've talked about before, he's nonverbal. He has autism. He is so easygoing in so many good ways so that even if Christmas was just like sitting around eating like a sandwich, he'd be thrilled. He'd be like, this is cool. He sandwich, got to my games. As long as he gets to do the things he loves, he's, he's good. My daughter, a little more demanding. She is 12 now. Five years ago, she was seven. I'm really worried about giving her a good, a good Christmas. That was the, the concern. So what I did was I created this idea of letting her do the thing that she loves the most, which is fight me. Olivia has been fighting me since she was like two she calls it attack. She just attacks me. She's like, Daddy, let's play attack. She's always want to do that. We'd always fight. Now, as she's gotten older, we've kind of like cut down on the attack a little bit. <laughs> but um, at Christmas every year, she fights not Santa Claus, but a character named Satter Claus. So two Ds, E-R, Satter Claus. He is a pirate from the South Pole. He is, I don't know if he's officially Santa's brother. He might be. But he is an evil version of Santa Claus. And his goal is to keep presents. So he has a present with him. It is usually either something she really wants or something like that. He carries it with him. 
and she has to defeat him for the opportunity to get this present. She has earned uh, like her Barbie dream house. She's earned many different different things through the years. It gives you an idea of how old you the Hatchimal one year. Uh, and it's always fun to fight Santa Claus. And for me, as somebody who um, I'm pretty cool with Santa Claus, him and I are buddies, so I can probably say this. Santa Claus helps me gauge whether or not I can still take her. I'm proud to say 2020, I can still take her. Um, I, in the end, I always have to end up kind of tapping out. She loves it. She uses an opportunity to like swing. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes buck and like tries to attack. And I'm doing karate kid moves, like joking around. And she's wailing and I'm just tackling her. And it gets more and more intense every year. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where we're just going to be like, we'll play Parcheesi against Satter Claus. But as of now, it's still just kind of the one-on-one fight uh, against Satter Claus. And this year was no exception. If you go on Instagram, you can see pictures of it. Love doing it. Satter Claus, he gets theme music. This year for his theme music, I used uh, the theme song from Lance Archer of All Elite Wrestling. Everybody Dies. That was, that was his theme song. Satter Claus is dark, man. Santa Claus is dark. And here's the, the cutest part about Santa Claus is the fact that he was a pirate. That was this kind of this gimmick that we came up with one year because I didn't have a hat. So Santa Claus used kind of a bandana. His outfit has evolved through the years. It just include things that I get. Uh, and one day I went to the Lego Museum with my daughter and they had a Santa Claus keychain of a Lego figure. And I have it on my keychain, but he's wearing a bandana. So it's really bizarre. So he's the Santa Claus Lego figure. He's like a pirate Santa. As of now, the Santa Claus outfit is these big Santa slippers that he wears. And it's basically Santa's, uh, Santa's mouth is where your feet go. So Santa Claus puts his feet in a Santa's mouth. He's got the slippers on. Uh, these pajama pants that are, what is this, velvet? They're kind of velvety. A little red, some you know white, very Santa-like pajama pants. A t-shirt that says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. It looks like a, a sweater style t-shirt. A Santa Claus jacket. Uh, beard, hair, of course. Now it's also including a pirate bandana, which is a uh, a skull kind of like pullover mask that was supposed to be used originally for COVID and kind of evolved away. Uh, and a Seth Rollins WWE hat. It is it's basically a black Christmas hat, so it's pretty cool. It works really well. So Santa Claus and sunglasses this year. He wore sunglasses on the way out. Santa Claus, uh, definitely a character all his own. Something my daughter looks forward to, and not even ironically. Like she's getting old to the point where she gets tired of things. Things kind of get like, hmm. I'm like, did you see the elf on a shelf? She's like, yeah, I saw the elf on a shelf. Like, isn't he funny? <laughs> isn't the elf on a shelf funny? She's like, yeah, daddy, it's great. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. So this elf on a shelf is definitely taking a a, a bit of a nosedive. Whereas Santa Claus, it's still asked about. When are we fighting Santa Claus? She's excited about. About that, so I enjoy it. So I had fun this year doing Santa Claus Christmas Eve. Big smile on my face. Good day. Good night. Good Christmas. Uh, the Elf on the Shelf had gone for a rough year, though. I did, I did enjoy some of the things that he did. He was emo at one point. Again, that also is on my Instagram. Hi, James Gum. I posted that. Uh, does different things. This year, the biggest Elf on a Shelf um, disaster, I guess you could say, was the final night of Elf on a Shelf, which was last night. It was the Christmas. Uh, Eve Eve into Christmas Eve day where I guess the elf, it was his final appearance. Again, my daughter is 12. So every time we do something, there's always that concern of like, is this it? Is this the end of it? So elf on the shelf wanted to do a big splash on his last night. Elfie, we call him. And I was, I was home late the night before. And when I walked in, I just happened to see him. I'm not saying whether 
you know, how it happened. I didn't do it, obviously, because he's the elf on a shelf. He's magical. But I came home and there he was. Somehow it was as if uh, somebody had helped him. Maybe, you know, if I would have helped him, what I would have done is uh, he was on a parachute, right? The upstairs slider in the kitchen, he was outside in the backyard. Now, if I were to help him, what I would have done is I would have wrapped the little handles from the parachute. It's one of those big parachutes that my son uses sometimes. I would have wrapped them around one light fixture, wrapped the other one around the other light fixture, and tucked the top in to where the roof kind of meets the um, the siding, so to speak. It was like this like drop ceiling outside or whatever. Like, you can kind of tuck it in. You can tuck in little pieces of the parachute. And I could see that's what it was, and he was hanging on the parachute. It was really cute. It was really funny. Took up the whole window. I said, this is amazing. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning. My daughter's in her room. Everyone's kind of running around. And I go into the kitchen already. I'm smiling. I had taken a picture the night before. So I had a picture of it. I'm like, yeah. And I look out the slider and there's nothing there. It is gone. He's gone. Everything's gone. And I freaked out. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. The elf is gone. The elf is gone. I'm saying it out loud. The elf is gone. What am I going to do? Oh my God. Where is he? Where is he? I'm looking out the window. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I look and I see that he had kind of flown off the light fixture into the into the deck into by where the patio chairs were and i went oh my god and i ran outside and i got him i tucked him back in and i got all this stuff and i got him back on the on the light fixtures what ended up happening was the light fixture actually turned which is so ridiculously annoying where it was on the wall but it wasn't really secure on the wall so it turned around and he kind of flew off really annoying and i come back in and olivia is looking at me with this raised eyebrow like hmm and i'm like what's up how you doing what's the matter i heard you you heard me what i heard you with the elf and i went yeah isn't that crazy i had to go out and save him like aren't we lucky that he was on a parachute that way i didn't have to touch him but oh my god i saved his life he was like help help and there i was again eyebrow raised like what do you think i am and i'm like okay i'm gonna go inside now and (laughs) i was in and i had coffee and i went out with my day but definitely um a very touch and go year for uh, for yeah for Santa Claus for the elf for a lot of things going on. But all in all, good holiday season. I hope you guys had a good one too. I have immensely enjoyed this year. It has been a very interesting, really interesting year. Uh, whether it's with us all dealing with coronavirus, personal, all this other stuff, I've had a lot of of growth, a lot of change, a lot of things in my life. And I want to thank you guys, too, for giving me the opportunity to kind of talk to you guys about it, whether it's through this podcast or through the blog, kind of get my thoughts out, get my feelings out, be able to share with you guys. So thank you. I do appreciate it. Uh, And it does mean a lot to me. Yeah. Now, as I said, I do the blog and I have not taken the blog off, even though it has been, you know, December, which is typically my my year of, oh, my God, I can't believe it's December. Uh, But I've gotten through it. I've made it. I've made it work. We've done it. It's been really exciting. And this year, no exception. Two blogs this week, Monday, Wednesday, as I always do. Monday, Wednesday, blog, Friday, podcast. On Monday, I wrote an article called Better Lessons from a Flawed Father. And it was a post about how I, me, I'm flawed. I admit that. I know that there are things in my life that I've been taught that maybe are not the right things to do. And it's easy for a lot of us as we get older to stay firm in what we are. This is who I am. They don't like it. People don't like it. Don't, if you don't like it, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. If you don't like that I'm rude, well, then I'm sorry. I guess you don't like me. And, like it's, and that mentality never really gets us anywhere. I always feel like I'm in a constant state of trying to evolve. I'm in a constant state of trying to grow, constant state of trying to be better than I was yesterday. 
And that's what this blog post was about. It was about the fact that I have to admit my faults. I have to admit the things that are wrong with me in order to teach my kids the right things to do, how to act, how to be. And I brought up a bad life lesson that I was taught when I was young, which was take a seat at the back of the table because it's better to be asked to move up at the table than to be asked to be moved back. And it took me 30, 40 years to realize that that is a bad piece of advice. You always want to take the seat at the front of the table. You always want to show where you belong. You always want to put yourself first. Sit at the front of the table. Don't sit at the back. If they try to move you to the back, then you can argue about it. You can tell them why you deserve to be at the front of the table. But just sit in the back. No one's ever going to invite you up. Metaphorically speaking, you guys get what I'm saying. No one is ever going to invite you to be the top of the list. No matter how great you are, the cream may rise, but you also have to tell everybody, hey, yo, check out this cream. You know what I mean? It's not. No one's ever going to be like, you're really amazing. You know what? You should be my boss. No one will ever do that. So it's up to you. Step forward. Let people know. You know, be proud of yourself. And it's not until these life lessons are seen as my kids being the center of them. When it's just me, when I'm the center of these things, and I'm just looking at my own personal worth, it's easy to kind of write that off. Well, I don't deserve that. I'm not, I'm not so great. But when it's your kids, you're like, oh my God, my kid is the best. My kid is the best. You know, Olivia does it all the time, you know. I'm not good at math. Math isn't my thing. What are you kidding me? Math is your thing. I'll argue with her until the cows come home that math, math is her thing, that she could do math, she could do anything. Meanwhile, in the same breath, I'll be like, no, I'm no good at math, but you are. So it's really just this flawed way of, of approaching myself and not wanting to pass kind of those, those kind of miserable feelings onto my kids. So it's important as a parent and as an adult to be able to look at your own life and say, I've made some mistakes and how I've grown I got to fix those because I don't want my kids to make those same mistakes. And that's what that article was about on Monday. Now, on Wednesday, a little more fun, a little more lighthearted, a a blog that's been like a decade in the making, easily. Archibald, Reginald, and Captain Crazy Pants. I have been screenshotting some of the responses from you guys, both on Facebook and, and email and things like that, showing Olivia that you guys love it. I got people, yeah, sorry, Olivia, just as what it is. <laughs> Since Olivia was in daycare, I'll give you guys a quick overview of this, because this is a completely real story. All I had to do was tell her what it was called. Olivia's in daycare. She must have been about two, a little over two. I said, how is daycare today? Daycare, good. She's eating, you know, pirate booty. Got her little curly, bouncy hair. I said, you had fun? Have fun? Okay. How's, uh, how's Steven? Steven, good. Okay, good. How's Madeline? Madeline, good. Start naming all the kids in the class, you know, Madison, Mike, whatever their names were. There's all these different kids. So I'm naming all the kids' names that I know. And I run out of kids' names that I know. So first name pops in my head. I go, Archibald. She goes, no, Archibald. She's eating her. Pirate birdie. How about Reginald? No, Reginald. I stopped. Captain Crazy Pants? Daddy, no Captain Crazy Pants. She laughs. Yeah, no Captain Crazy Pants. And it was that laugh. It was that one laugh of a two-year-old that made those three names stick around forever. And to this day, Archibald Reginald and Captain Crazy Pants are the three names that are asked about anytime she does anything. Comes home from, how was school today? Good. Everybody good? You had fun with your friends? Yeah. Archibald Reginald, Captain Crazy Pants. And that evolved. It evolved from no Archibald, no Reginald, no Captain Crazy Pants to, Daddy, there is no Archibald, Reginald, and Captain Crazy Pants to an annoyed eye roll to today. It's almost like I didn't say anything at all. It just kind of goes into her head, comes out the other end. Uh, and it's part of all these things that I've done through the years. You know, we drive past the library. The library says hello to her. I go, I go, hi, Brary. 
I swear to God, this is a real thing. I drive past the library and I say hi to the library. I've been doing this since she was tiny. I go, hi, Brary. And when she was little, she would go, library doesn't talk. And I go, Olivia, what's the matter with you? Aren't you my friend? She'd be like, that's not, that library's not real. And she would argue it. Then as she got older, she'd be like, daddy, that's you. You're the library. Now I still do it. I do it when I'm by myself. I'm insane. I do the library all the time. So anytime she does anything, Archibald, Reginald, Captain Crazy Pants, they are always at the top of the list of people I ask about. Uh, as she's gotten older, I've added Alvin once in a while just to kind of mix it up. But those three names, and that's what I wrote about on Wednesday. And I told her I was going to write about that on Wednesday. I said, you know what I'm writing about in tomorrow's blog? You know what it's called? She's like, what? She's like, you know, on her iPad. I guess it's called Archibald, Reginald, and Captain Crazy Pants. And she goes, don't. And she's swiping. I go, she goes, no one's going to read it. Don't. I go, yeah, you know what? People are going to read it. And I'm going to tell you who those people are. She goes, okay. Not realizing, because she still hasn't figured it out, that when I did tell her, which is I did, I say, you know who read the blog yesterday? And she goes, who? I go, Archibald, Reginald, and Captain Crazy Pants. She was, as they say, nonplussed. So it didn't really work. But thankfully, when you guys read it and you started writing to me about it, I was showing her the screenshots of it. I'm like, see, people read about it. They love it. Archibald, Reginald, Captain Crazy Pants, they live forever. They will live forever in my house and in my brain and to my kid. We will forever be talking about those three. They have been a big part of our lives. Uh, and I loved writing about it. I love sharing that with you guys. Uh, and I thank you again for giving me the opportunity to do that. And I've given, thank you again for giving me the opportunity today, Christmas Day, to be able to come to here, talk to you guys, put this in your AirPods, your earpods, wherever you're listening to this. It really means a lot to me. Uh, thank you for a good year. We'll talk more next week. Next week, we're going to be closer to, to New Year's. We're going to be right there at the end of... Uh, at the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021. So maybe we'll look back. We'll talk about some things that happened. Uh, but until then, I want to thank you guys. Wish you a happy holiday season. Whatever you celebrate, if you're listening today, Merry Christmas uh, and a happy new year. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, bud. I'm dead. <laughs>